After Buzzers, you are watching the after show for Taboo. What happens in the season finale? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Creepy music. Sorry, guys. It's not Tehran's usual, what, 21 Guns? or 21 Savage. 21 Savage. I have no idea who they are, what we were listening to over the last couple episodes, but no it's idea. James is a savage. 20, 21 Savage is uh, a... Okay. Now it makes more sense. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome back. You are watching the after show for Taboo. We're covering the season finale. You've been with us for eight episodes, and the funny thing is our... Uh, other hosts have not so you can find me at rick hong r-i-c-k-h-o-n-g on all social media and i'm with the lovely olivia gabri what's going on everybody thank you so much for tuning in for the season finale i'm your host olivia gabri follow me on instagram and twitter the real og so, okay, guys, so we've lost uh, Abigail Frere tonight and uh, also Tehran. I am Tehran, but uh, you know where you guys can find them. It's just their names, uh, Abigail Frere. I don't want to spell it out. And uh, Tehran, you can find them at I am Tehran. Yes. So season finale, what would you guys think, Olivia? Do we, was um, it satisfying? I think it was satisfying. We tied up a lot of loose ends. And, of course, as I predicted, James was going to come out on top despite the fact that he was locked up and it looked like it was never going to happen, he pulled it off as usual. Um, yeah, he's always he's always one step ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Even Yeah, even as, as we thought that he might not be. Exactly. Okay, so we, so we open up and uh, I was thinking that from the last episode it was going to start on Strange and James being in the prison. Mm-hmm. But instead we're thrown for a loop and it's Zilpha walking in London and she has written a letter to James kind of saying what is on her mind and what she's thinking. And I think, was it you that predicted her it demise? Abby it was Abby. Predicted okay. It. So Abby, Abby predicted her. She's in Abby's, you know, just like, just like Zilpha. She's <laughs> Zilch. But um, yeah, so Abby predicted that uh, Zilpha was going to kill herself. Mm-hmm. And it was very ironic the way she did it. Just, um, you know, as we were hearing the voiceover of the letter, she was speaking kind of vaguely talking about freedom and how she this was finally her chance and hopefully she'll see James once she reaches that point and then yeah, she's she dead. Yeah, no, literally for a few seconds or for a few moments or as I was listening to it, I thought, "Hey, she's she's going she's going to USA." Right. But and then it kind of got me thinking how would she ever get to the United States if James wasn't with her? Right, so obviously it, something was off. Because, again, the last episode he kind of said, hey, you, you can go along your merry way. You're not mm-hmm. with me anymore. Exactly. Do we, know, do we really know why he decided to cut ties with his sister? Um, I don't know exactly why, but what I'm gathering is just because of... He felt like she wasn't as pure as she once was pure to him as she was because obviously the exorcism happened and also remember once um, Zilpha and James finally got to be together he was having PTSD flashbacks of his mother so obviously that could definitely interfere as well. Hence hence the title Taboo. Exactly and I'm wondering if um, you know the fact that James did cut ties with Zilpha if that caused her to kill herself. Yeah, because I mean, she well, because she kind of talked about she felt like she was free, mm-hmm. you know, and that which I'm thinking that she meant she was free of Gary. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, um, and maybe it made it made her take like a second, like look at herself to say, "I'm I'm materialistic." You know, like I was I, it was all about having a higher place in society and money and this and that. So like, maybe that's another reason why she's saying I'm free, and she's just like I can go see you in the afterlife or right and maybe just free of men in general because she was always very submissive and there was always somebody that was in charge of her and now that james wants nothing to do with her and she killed her husband she has nobody else to answer to and that could obviously leave her to feel alone or empty or it could also leave her to be feeling free like she doesn't have to answer to anybody anymore Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, I, I like no, I like that. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so we do what we do see is what I thought was going to happen in this opening scene, where we finally see James and you know Sir Strange finally like in the prison mm-hmm. talking to each other, and James is you know rambling to Sir Strange about the confession. This is what you made me do. This is what I've seen, and uh, you know Strange is telling him like, dude, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Right. So they obviously come to an understanding. And it's this was really James's only key to, to all of his entire plan happening. If this event here didn't happen, his whole entire plan would not have worked. Right. And that's why he was working so hard the whole la- previous episode to get this meeting with Strange because that was the only reason he agreed to cooperate is if he got this meeting. And we got a little bit more of like revelation where James is telling him, you know, this is what actually happened to me. The ship sunk and I was rescued by an African and he tells uh he tells Sir Strange, you know, I I've seen a darkness that you cannot conceive. Right. And now that's making a lot of sense of the way James has been acting throughout this entire series. You know, his mysterious language that he's talking is obviously something he learned in Africa, probably from the man in this tribe that saved him. And his darkness and his PTSD and his savage-like actions are obviously... um, They're obviously results of whatever it is that he's talking about, that the darkness that he participated in. Yeah, that he learned in Africa from Mm -hmm. those savages or from the Africans or the tribes that he was hanging out with. Uh, Also, you know, know, it's like that led to some of your like favorite scenes throughout the season, all the bloody ones. Yeah, you know, you know how I love those. (laughs) But it's weird because obviously uh, once he was exposed to this type of darkness, it obviously triggered the way he is now. But um, Strange mentioned that he only chose the boys that had shadows of death to work on his ships with him. And he never thought that James would make it past the ship, never mind to this extent. So obviously James had always been troubled even before the slave ship incident. So, okay, so let's try to, like, rewind or think back to what episode, maybe two, where Strange meets Delaney. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because Strange kind of acts like he doesn't really remember or know him. So is it kind of just, it starts, do you think, like, throughout the season or throughout as their interaction, he starts, I do remember that guy. I think he always remembered him. He just was guilty and... You know, remember that they're tied from the ship that was illegal, essentially, because it held slaves. And this is something that Strange wanted to keep under wraps, and he didn't want anyone to know he had anything to do with. So if he admitted to knowing James because of this ship, then he would be admitting to Uh, a lot more. Yeah, great. Great point. Great point. Um, You know, so, like, obviously, James is telling Strange to, uh, you know, hey, 
I won't I won't give you up in testimony if you get me a ship. Exactly. And um it it kind of took some work to get uh Strange to agree to this because he wasn't necessarily down for it right off the bat. Cuz cuz this guy's in a jail cell, you know. It, he thinks he's like, "Dude, I got I got you. I got you by the balls." And clearly he didn't. Exactly. And um you know, Strange didn't really see James holding this over his head as much as he had because he thought all you have is one witness you don't really have anything against me but then he explains how he had Godfrey and how Godfrey was in on all of these meetings and he realized that his hand was a lot stronger yeah and we all you know and throughout that we see snippets of Godfrey dressed as a woman you know hiding himself through throughout the city and you know Atticus or their their friends kind of being able to get him from place to place without you know being given up or being found out exactly and so all james really wanted was um freedom obviously from he had to be physically free from the tower and he wanted a free passage to get to america but obviously he needed a ship to get there so all really strange wanted in exchange was the nuka sound yeah and so now we see everything unraveling we see the plan unfolding we've got lorna you know, getting uh, Robert or like Lorna goes to like a lockbox or gives a key to like little Robert or maybe James Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and he starts running around town giving letters to Brace and Chumley and Atticus. So we clearly see that there's something going on that's, you know, part of the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I knew, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but I knew that Lorna and James were going to end up yeah, partnering you said that. up. Mm-hmm. She's such a strong woman and a strong character. And I love how she. While James is doing his thing and doing what he can, despite the fact that he's locked up, she's threading all of this together to make sure this plan gets executed perfectly. So are you bummed that they actually didn't get together, get together before the end of the season? Um, I don't think so. I think they're better off as business partners and partners in crime as opposed to romantic partners. I'll tell you who was actually bummed that that didn't happen is Abby. I I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Abby will take any of those scenes any way she can get them with Tom Hardy. So, uh, so what I thought was actually funny in this, um, it, you know, in the episode was seeing the as we see there they've got Helga, and I don't know the other prostitutes' names or she was ever given a name. I don't think we know her name. But I like how they're in custody or they're supposedly like in a safe house, and she's totally like fucking around with the guard. Well, yeah, I mean. Essentially, not that I'm into womanizing at all, but these are their jobs and their professions. And whether the guards are using it to their advantage or not, this could also be in Helga and the prostitutes' advantage as well. Because they're not being treated as prisoners or being locked in a tower like James are. They're, James is, rather. They're still doing their jobs mm-hmm. that they would have been doing yep. if they were locked up or not. And if it gets them some special treatment along the way, so be it. Yeah, and w- women always have power. You know, the men, men are weak. Women always have power. So, yep. <laughs> but yeah, so we see what happens is is that you know clearly, um, I, Strange is scrambling. He gets you know he summons Hilton. He summons Pettifer. So now as the plan starts unraveling, we see Pettifer go to the safe house mm-hmm. and he grabs Helga and uh, the the other the other woman. Mm-hmm. And you know they're like, well, where are we going? Um. So that's which is a, which we find out soon that it's a part of James's plan. 
Exactly, because remember, they're the witnesses and they were the ones that ratted James out in the first place. So if the East India Company doesn't have them for their testimony, essentially the case it doesn't is no longer valid. So they Strange and James teamed up together to make it seem like the prostitutes were kidnapped or the witnesses were kidnapped, but in reality, yeah, we they see were. right. We see uh, Pettifer, you know, stop the carriage, uh-huh. and then Atticus shows up because that's part of Atticus. Atticus is part of the plan is mm-hmm. to hey go get them, and then there's the reveal where. Uh, Helga is actually told, hey, by the way, this is who's actually responsible, or at least part one of this is who's responsible for your daughter's death. Right. And then um, Pettifer gets killed. Boom. But I I think that that was a part of the plan, as always, because Strange can't have any loose ends, you know? And if Pettifer and the other accomplices are in on this, then they have something to to hold against him. And the whole entire reason why this is happening is because something is he- held against him to begin with. Right. And we, we slowly start seeing even uh, Strange kind of losing it. You know, he's he's clearly making provisions to get the boat. Yeah. And his guys, like, ask him all these questions. So, like, what should I do about this? And, you know, and you see Strange getting annoyed. And mm-hmm. he's like, dude, everybody's insane. Right. He's just doing whatever it takes to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And then part two of what we just talked about with Helga is Lorna actually shows up and she's she has uh, Winter's friend, mm-hmm. the little boy, and he, you know, tells Helga like that apparently like the, during the night while uh, Winter was sleeping, you know, he saw like some guys in a boat, which was the East India Company, come and they killed her in her sleep. They killed her in her sleep? I thought that's what they said. Well, she was present um, when James was in the river, and then she died by the river. I mean, unless she was sleeping over there and was killed there. I don't know, I kind of missed that part. Yeah, okay, and because like they're also kind of street kids, so... Or maybe they were staying... They could have just been sleeping outside. Mm-hmm. I get it. Why was he using the term ghost, though? If Who- this... The little boy, you know, he was saying he's like a ghost-like person that killed Winter. I just thought it was interesting the way he, ch- the way he explained it, because obviously it's not really a ghost; it's a member of the East India Company that killed Winter. But I was wondering if you drew any. Uh, yeah, no, no, I do remember him saying it. Yeah, and it does draw. You know, something in my brain. I guess maybe just because it's like they're like an assassin. Like if you're an assassin, if you're like a ninja, yeah. you know, or like people always tell me, it's like, hey, dude, you just ghosted out of there. Yeah, You know, sure. just someone just kind of came in, silent killer, killed her, and then took off. And maybe just ghost because you're kind of anonymous or maybe. Okay. Maybe. You know, and he's a kid. He's a kid. He's not probably not used to seeing, you know, someone just being murdered in cold blood like that. Right. So it's like, it's like a ghost, you know, like a phantom or... um you know, something scary. Mm-hmm. That's that's my take on it, but... Yeah, no, I was just curious because I was wondering that, too. I mean, I thought there was a reason, but I couldn't draw to as to why. So, you know, when we see James kind of... Because he was beaten so bad. Mm-hmm. He's beaten so bad, so like they're, they're like, okay, we need to kind of patch this guy up. What? You know, because he, he was bleeding. He was bleeding. Like, you know, he was kind of... 
uh, when he was in prison, we see we oh. see him just just like a scene of him just kind of. Well, I think that he purposely. You think uh, it's on purpose? Oh, a hundred percent. This okay. had to be part of the plan. I think that he purposely, whether he like poisoned himself or made himself sick in some way, he had to remove himself from the prison and be seen with the doctor for a certain amount of time in order for the plan to be executed. Okay, so it was, it was methodical. It wasn't by... Oh, 100%. Because remember when um, the doctor was treating him and said he needed an additional half hour, Robert was outside of the prison making call noises, and then all of a sudden James was like, no, I'm good. Ca-ca! I'm ready to go now. Ca-ca! Right. So okay. I think he was just buying time. And then, so now the next thing that we see is uh, Chumley is part of the plan in terms of, like, what he needs to be doing. And so he he reveals that he's got to be making these, like, fireworks, these explosions. Yeah, because James's letter to Chumley, you know, the one that Lorna or Robert delivered to him, said something about um, causing confusion or making a bang. And then that's why Chumley was like, okay, James. Yeah, and then and then we see one of the most badass scenes ever is Lorna with the Countess, or aka Carlsbad. Right. Um she I liked how she played that off though. At first I wasn't really sure where she was going with it, but she posed as like what someone who a makeup saleswoman, <laughs> I guess. Avon, Avon calling. Avon calling back in the eighteen uh, hundreds. Yeah, exactly. And she speaks about paints and powders, and powders was the key word. You know, yeah, and it's funny they they refer to just different weird things. Like she's like saying the front admiral, the rear admiral. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, making like dirty, dirty jokes. Yeah, dirty. It's clever. It was clever dialogue. Definitely, like one of my favorite scenes in this season finale for sure. Yeah, it was f- a little comic relief, I guess you could say. Um, and you can see, like Lorna, as you said, you know how you talked about. Lorna and uh, James teaming up. You definitely see Lorna's part in, and in, in like she's like a, she's a crucial. She's like a big part of how this plan unfolds. A hundred percent, and especially uh, you know if we didn't have Lorna, it would be very hard to get to Carlsbad and to even you know a woman had to execute something like that. Carlsbad is sitting there with other women just gossiping, gossiping, playing cards, and. Um, the key to this was, you know, playing it on makeup, and that's how they got alone with each other. So I'm trying to rec- I'm trying to recollect, but like we didn't really see this like the conversation between James and her happening about how this plan was just going to unravel. It just mm-hmm. kind of this it just kind of started unraveling, and we start we started seeing Lorna's real part in this episode. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, so now we see James gets. Dragged in front of uh, Solomon Coop and his the jury, right? You know, and he's just chanting gibberish, or he's chanting his he's he's doing his thing. He's he's chanting his chant, uh-huh. and you know the guy's like he's like I'll have you by the balls if you don't sit there and tell us the truth and what's going on. And and uh, we find out that you know James kind of tells him like this is what's you know, it's, it's almost like a Jedi mind trick. He's like this is what's going to happen, and of course it happens. You know he's he's like the the charges of treason are going to be dropped. Nothing's going to happen, you know, and you guys are going to release me. Right, because he knew that their entire case was invalid because Helga was no longer being held. And they, the East India Company had to drop the charges because they didn't have a testimony and they didn't have a case. Um, but another important thing to note, I think, is the con- real quick, just going back, the conversation between Lorna and Carlsbad, because the they 
whole entire point of their meeting was to get a free passage for James's ship to America. And obviously, Carlsbad is an American spy, so she holds the key to that pretty much. Um, and this is and this is key in this episode. This scene with the two ladies is key because uh, because Lorna actually gets. You know, gets the the rite of pass, the, the right. letter, the rite of passage. But and she does so because she highlights to Carlsbad that their team of spies has a leak, and she know she and James know who like what the leak is, and basically blackmails her with that and just says, "Look, we know the rat in your in your group, and we have the power to take that out." to avoid, you know, this whole entire plan going under. So either you can give us the rite of passage and we'll take out the rat for you or we can leave you to figure it out yourself and So yeah, so again, bad. yeah, so again in this episode, this this first piece is very very key in terms of Lorna being able to get that letter from Carlsbad for right. James's plans to really really go through. Exactly. And um so now that James is Free. Mm-hmm. He's at home and he's finally reading the letter that we see in the beginning of the episode, and you know, and he's he's in denial. Right. I think he's. We actually see raw emotion from James because, despite all of this planning that he has going on and every single calculated move, this is the only thing that he didn't plan for. This is the only thing that he did not have control over, and that's why we see him so emotionally raw in this scene. And I'm also, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not his like usual just grumble, grumble. Right, that he's, he... cry- he's really crying, and he's weak, and instead of standing up and getting ready to execute the plan, it's almost like he's feeling sorry for himself, and he doesn't want to move. And he's, and he's, you know, he's telling Lorna, you know, um, well, I would hear her singing and everything, and she's like, wake up! Yeah. She's like the dead don't sing. Um even though he claims that he hears them. Right. But he really didn't that's why this is this is kind of confusing because he I don't know how he and Zilpha were even communicating to begin with, whether it's telepathically or not, but um he heard nothing of her. And he claims to always be hearing of his mom and whatever, but I think those are those are just that's just evidence of PTSD. So you know what I said every episode, um, every time Abby brought it up about Zilpha and whether we talked about it, whether her character was strong or whether she was not strong. I kept saying, "Hey, the chick's got diamonds. She should go to Paris." <laughs> so my whole thing is, where where did if okay? So if James didn't plan on the fact that she was going to be killing herself. Uh-huh. Then what do you think he thought that she was going to do? Was she going to stay in London? Was she going to go somewhere? Or that was the whole point. It's just here, here's money for you to live off of. Here are your two diamonds and go do whatever the hell you want to do. Do you think that he had a set place where of like what she was going to do or just he just was like here's your money, I don't care. I'm not sure. I mean, those were like her tokens to freedom and I think that maybe the smartest move would for her would be to just completely flee London altogether. But I'm wondering if he would have caved in and actually allowed her to come to America with him. Okay. And maybe he just didn't want to clue her in on the plan in order to protect uh, her she in some way. She would have screwed, screwed it up. Right, because she is portrayed as such a weak character, whereas Lorna was contributing to the their ability to leave 
all together, right. I'm not sure that Zilpha would have been able to hold, been held up to the same standard. Um, you know, and then we see uh, Shishester, mm-hmm. and he heads to Strange, and Strange's like laughing at him because he's like, hey, because he thinks he's just put one over on Shishester by doing a deal with James. Right. You know, we see Shishester's just you know angry and we see that strange is just insanely happy because he thinks he's getting everything that he wants mm-hmm. um and then it, here now here's part two part two of what we were talking about with the letter and everything is uh james goes to dumbarton right and i'll tell you what i didn't see this coming i didn't see the fact that uh maybe it's because i like michael kelly the actor and he's you know he's a badass in house of cards but i didn't see the fact that he was the actual trainer Yeah, I didn't see it either, just because he had been helping James from the beginning. You know what I mean? Even the episode where everybody's blaming everything on cholera. You know, he's just like, oh, I hide everything in cholera. Like, had no clue that he would be the the turncoat. He, like, came up with that plan for James. You know, he gave him his out. And I really didn't see it coming. But Yeah, and so James kind of baits him a little bit, and he's just like, well, give me, you know, he's just like, I'll give you, like, uh, Dumbarton refers to that letter. You know, if you give me this, I'll give you that. And clearly not knowing that, um, you know, Carlsbad or, or uh, Lady Countess had already given, given them the letter to have the rite of passage. Right. James was one step ahead once again. And so he kills him. Yes. <laughs> he kills him. He does what James does and, you know, and then hangs him. And In a very, like, like savage-like manner, as usual. Um, Dyes his head blue with his own, you know, with his own dye. I feel like that could be seen as taboo because he's, like, killed with his own trade, you know? The only thing is, like, I, I wish it would have been a... If he would have dipped him in, like, red, white, and blue, that would have been, like, really awesome. Yeah, that would have. <laughs> it would have been ironic for sure. And, you know, and so uh, we see just, like, the sloppy, nasty king, and he's talking to Solomon Coop, mm-hmm. and basically the king's like, fuck them all. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anybody. Let's go kill this guy. Right. Because at the end of the day, he is the crown, you know? So he didn't even care about the nuka sound at that point. He just wanted James to be out. Yeah, he's just like he's like this guy pulled a you know, pulled a fast one on me. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's dead. Let's just kill him. I don't care about territory, or whatever. He's like because he probably thinks as maybe, and I could be wrong about this, but how probably people in history thought that England was, you know, thinking we're going to win anyways. Yeah, against America, which they clearly didn't. Um, and here is so we after we go from there, uh, we find out that brace. He's not joining. He's not joining the uh, the ship, right? And I know that James said, "You know, you're my father's right hand man. This is my father's land and territory." But now we're going to my mother's. But I'm wondering, could it be some type of payback because it was revealed that he killed his father? That's what I was thinking. Like, fine, finally, that because he was just acting. James was acting so okay about the whole entire situation once um, Brace finally revealed that he killed Taurus. So I knew that down the line, there had to be some type of... Repercussion. Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah, I wasn't sure, because I remember like that episode when they're talking about it, you know, he says like, I know that you killed my father, is if, yeah, if, because James had killed people so savagely throughout Mm -hmm. the season, if Brace is, that's what's going to, like, Brace is going to come to his, you know, once... I'm done using you for everything that you're, I'm going to kill you. But right. instead it's like, he's like, here's your punishment. You don't get to go with us. Yeah. But it's not that bad of a deal. I mean, he still gets the, the property. 
Yeah, it's not that bad of a deal, but I'm wondering if, you know, he's gonna ha- he's gonna have to face the backlash of all of James's actions, because he was attached to the family. He was the family ser- servant. It probably is assumed that he had this type of inside information on the Americans and James's plan and whatever. So he, it's possible that he could face. Yeah, the he knows. He, he knows that there. Yeah, there could there could be some doom. Yeah. Awaiting him by staying. Sure. Um, and so then now we get to the the best part of the whole episode. And, you know, finally we see this, you know, this whole season has been so like slow and dark mm-hmm. and mystery. And it, now we just see action. Fast. Yeah. A lot of action. We see the, you know, the the king's men coming in mm-hmm. we see the explosions the 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 booby traps set by chumley um you know i don't know why helga was dumb enough to go back after her a, gun <laughs> yeah that didn't that didn't kind of make any sense i know that was foolish and i mean now it makes sense this is what james had anticipated because he called on chumley for making something that made a bang or caused commotion but it's kind i don't know if you picked up on something like this but how did James anticipate the fact that the prince was going to try to kill him and go against everything? Because obviously we know that if James died, the Nuka sound would automatically go to the Americans. So how could he be so sure that the prince was willing to risk that? You know, and it's interesting that you bring that up because I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, granted, you know, throughout the season, you know, and it's it's a show and everything, he's always been like one step ahead, but that's kind of something that, you know, James never really had a relationship with the king to be and able to kind of, yeah, or the crown to really maybe think that, that they would send troops or maybe it was just a safeguard. Yeah, it could be just like a precaution, but that's one thing that was unclear to me. Yeah, it's unclear to me. I mean, if you guys think something different, please put in the comments. You know, even though the season's done, we're still going to, like, read them. And uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Um, you know, Twitter. Twitter us. <laughs> tweet us. Twitter <laughs> us. Tw- tweet us. Uh, so now we... Okay, so so the booby traps go off. The king's men... A lot of the king's men die. Mm-hmm. Um, Helga's dead. Lorna gets shot. Uh, you know, and I saw this coming a little bit, but and I don't know if you did... You know, when you're messing with bombs and you're sitting there throwing things, you know, it can, like in a lot of war movies, what happens is Chumley kind of blows himself up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he died. I wrote down Chum- Chumley's dead, but then obviously we saw that he was barely breathing, but he was still there on the ship. Yeah, I thought the same thing, too. I thought that, I thought that okay, he's, he's dead, leave him. Mm-hmm. Um, but clearly, like, they still manage. And I don't, and I don't really know what the purpose was to... Uh, you know what? Maybe it's because he still has all that. Since they have the powder like on the boat, mm-hmm. he's still a chemist. So like his brain, they still need. To, I was just thinking, I was like, leave him for dead. That's what I was thinking. But now that I'm thinking about it sitting here, it's like, oh, well, if he can survive, he's still a lot of use to them because they've got the. Exactly. And I think not that James really acts like he owes anybody anything, but Chumley played a big part on this whole entire plan succeeding and whether James is loyal or not he 
he can't just leave him for dead. He depended on him, and he did a lot for him. So I think that he deserves to move forward if he can move forward. <laughs> Which we kind of see him burnt to a crisp on the boat. And yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll see we'll see about his fate or not. Um, you know how he, how he does across like the, the ocean mm-hmm. is anyone's guess. Um, you know, and finally we see what should be coming to him in terms of uh, we see. Sir Strange mm-hmm. gets a letter, you know, and he finally thinks that he has everything. Exactly. He thinks the plan has been executed flawlessly. And boom. Yep. Obviously, James is one step ahead once again. Yeah. And he's, yeah, Strange dead. So, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to see how at every loose end just keeps getting tied up, tied up, tied up. And then we see Chichester going to the house. And Brace is obviously kind of catonic because he's or cataconic or whatever. I can't think of the word at the moment, but he's just in a daze because he just can't believe I royally got fucked. Mm -hmm. I'm still here. And uh, Chichester finds what he needs, and that's testimony from Godfrey and I believe James, too. Yes, the uh, signs letter from both of them. So he's able to. Giving up Strange. But now I'm wondering. Why would it matter to give up Strange if Strange is dead? No, because I think it's it's more to take down the East because Strange the East is India dead. Company as a whole, mm-hmm. okay, or to to yeah to screw them for sure, okay, uh, and maybe even hurt. Now, well, I guess the the Crown wouldn't have anything to do with it, but I think just to kind of screw with the East India Company and say, or just you know, sometimes even for people, it's just uh, whether they want punishment or not punishment, mm-hmm. it's just about the truth. Yeah, I mean, Chichester always highlighted throughout every episode how much justice meant to him. So, yeah, it's like it's like a Tom Cruise and uh, a few good men. I want the truth. Yeah, I guess so. so. Uh, and finally, we see they're sailing away. Mm-hmm. And so he, now here's the kicker. So it looks like you know the show is kind of wrapped up. It really looks like the show is wrapped up and maybe the series is wrapped up. But then they're talking about the gunpowder and James says, you know, we're Americans, you know, and, you know, so we're not giving it to anybody. We're holding on to it. Which is ironic because this whole time they were making this gunpowder for the Americans. But come to find out they're not even going to America at this point. Yeah, we find that they're they talk about Ponta Delgada. Yes, and they have to meet still this mysterious character, Colonnade. Yep. Who's supposedly an American, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't know who Colonnade is. We don't know their reasoning for going to, what is it, Ponta Delgada? Yeah, yeah Ponta Delgada. So it kind of leaves it open for another Another season. season. So, which is Which is kind of cool in the sense that we've got, our protagonists, but mm-hmm. now it opens up a whole door of um, antagonists, right? Like you know, like another whole, you know, like maybe like a whole new like setting um, for for the show, possibly. I don't know if you feel, so. Like, I don't know if you which which way you feel about a season two or. I mean, it's another set of challenges because now they're trying to explore this new land, but I'm sure that they're going to come across many challenges along the way because despite whether they're Americans or they're not, there's still a war going on, you know? Uh-huh. So I don't see it being that easy. 
And then, so do you think if there's a season two that Lorna and uh, James actually do get together? Mm, I don't think so. I think they're going to remain strictly strictly business. Because she, because I'm his mother? Yeah. You see, that would be, so, you know, if she had any other intentions, that would be pretty weird. Yeah. To say. I, do you feel like there's, like, loose ends, though, in terms of, I mean, we, you know, we did hear in this season, or, like, even, even you know, he talked, like, James revealed to, um, to Strange about what happened to him on the ship, but do we still feel like there's, like, some loose ends about the whole mysticism, like, how he got those powers, and maybe that's stuff that needs to be explained in a season two or three or four, maybe, like, flashbacks of him actually being with those tribes or with those Africans or with those savages, like how he picked up these yeah. weird spiritual powers. A hundred percent. I think a pa- the his past has a lot to do with who he is as a person now. So I'd love to explore his experience with Strange in the East India Company on the slave ship, his experience with the Africans once they did save him. And... I mean, what we explain, we need to explore the past, but also now I'm thinking, yeah, the East India Company is out of the way, but the crown isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he beats a troop, but he didn't beat the country as a whole. Right. And as Americans, he's automatically at war with the British. So Good point, good point. And something else we didn't see get re- actually 100% revealed is James's relationship with Robert. Exactly. So, like, maybe, like, in season two, they would talk, you know, you'd maybe learn that, or maybe, like, Robert would reveal, or somebody would reveal that, hey, by the way, uh, your dad's James Delaney, not Horace Delaney, or you're mm-hmm. not a bastard kid that's just running around. Right, but the fact that James decided to include him and give him such a large part in this very large plan I think says a lot to where their relationship is going to go uh yeah so okay so we so we see that Lorna Lorna like okay Lorna's okay hopefully I mean she's pretty much okay she's got a gunshot wound no big deal uh what's his face might die but probably not chump yeah he's just gonna look like crap yeah I think he'll survive (laughs) he'll look like crap okay James is free Mm -hmm. um Atticus got shot in the head kind of or got grazed but I think he's good right Mm mm-hmm yep and he's he's kind of a good like right hand man because like James can't be everywhere exactly. So he's kind of a good like right hand man enforcer, like a Han Solo Chewbacca type <laughs> guy to have. Yeah. For the show, um, yeah. I don't know. You guys. I mean, tell, tell us what you think. Do you think that you know there's gonna be a season two? Do you think that it kind of got wrapped up the way that it needs to be wrapped up, and we can kind of just you know, say like, hey, he sailed off to the sunset? And uh, how did you feel about the series finale overall and the season? Looking forward to your answers. Yeah. Um, so thank you for watching with us this season. Uh, I mean, you know, we're sorry that, you know, Abby and Tehran couldn't be here tonight. But, uh, you know, you got me, Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G, on all social media. And you got my lovely co-host. Olivia Gabri. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, The Real OG. And, uh, you know, I guess maybe we'll see you for season two. Thank you. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. 
views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.